0: Welcome to this week 14 edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points. I'm Bruce Monin, your host. As usual, we have our co-host, executive producer, and chief researcher, Rebecca Monin, <laughs> broadcasting from the greater Cincinnati area. Rebecca, this last week, was our in-person observer of the 11-0 Cincinnati Bearcats destroying SMU 48-14 on Saturday. And I believe that was 48 to nothing before the late 14. Was it not, Rebecca?
1: It it sure was. I think it was only 48 to 14 because we put in some second stringers. I don't know. That was a nice game to watch. It's not often you get a Cincinnati sports experience that isn't permanently run through with a threat of stress. So just knowing right off the bat, you didn't have to worry about it. It was so good. (laughs) Just pure fun.
0: The game ended and my wife, Deb, sitting next to me said, well, that was fun.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was just pleasant.
0: So our Bearcats travel next to play East Carolina, who's seven and four, always tough in their hometown of Greenville, North Carolina. It'll be on Friday at 3.30 on ABC. Friday. I actually have something scheduled at that time, so I'm hoping they're far ahead by halftime when I have to leave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Priorities, really.
0: There, there may be a television on at the local Bud's Pizza establishment, though.
1: So. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be one or two, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I have a friend who heard they had the 12 Dogs of Christmas, Christmas Ale on draft, and so he wants to go up there. I, who on draft? I, who, ooh. who am I to argue, right? Yeah. So we are recording this on Tuesday. Our Bearcats are going to be number four, number five in the college football playoffs tonight, probably. If they're number four, we'll be happy. If they're number five, we'll be grumpy, right?
1: Overall, still happy, but a little bit pissed off at the rankings. Yeah.
0: The only good thing is if they're number five, Michigan will be four. And we all know what's going to happen to Michigan this week. Yeah. (laughs) All right. As we reach the state semifinals, we attempt to get a guest on who has a little bit of state title game experience. And that doesn't include, you know, sitting in the stands like Rebecca and I have. (laughs) Someone who's actually participated in some form. So this week, we are fortunate enough to have Garen Stokes, who has been a guest on the podcast before, back with us again. Welcome, Garen.
2: Bruce, always fun. Always fun.
0: (laughs) We'll have to run through this. I'm sure you'll enjoy this part, Garen. But Garen just finished his first year as head coach at Dublin Kaufman. Uh, We mentioned state title game experience. He was a coach at Minster during the 2014 Division Six State Championship, which was a classic game Mm
1: -hmm.
0: against Kirtland, who you've been following Kirtland, they're all coach. Yeah, always impressive. I just saw they have just tied Versailles for the second longest winning streak in the history of the state. I think they're three games short of passing Delphi St. John's. Wow. Kind of the funny part is there's a good chance that just before they break the record, they would have to beat Versailles in a state championship game here. So Versailles has a chance to save Delta St. John's record. (laughs) Sure, that's high on their priority. Yeah.
1: That's a big motivator for them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Coach Stokes was also here at Minster in 2016 when they were the division seven runners up. And in 2017, when they won a division seven state championship, and, of course, my personal favorite season was actually 2019 when Minster actually won a MAC co-championship, which happens about once every 30 years here in Minster. They shared the title with the eventual D6 state champions from Anna, who were just a monster team that year. So, as we said before, welcome to the podcast, Coach. I appreciate you guys having me. This is always fun. Before we start on the actual... uh games that are being played yet this week. I just wanted to ask you, you started at a new school this season. That's the third time you've done that now. Is it any different the third time around or is it pretty much play out the same every time? You know,
2: it's very similar every single time, but this time I was a little, I guess, more prepared for the chaos that was going to happen. I knew it was going to be extremely messy. I knew it was going to be a lot of fights and a lot of people who think I'm the worst coach in the history of the world and a handful of people who think I'm really good and a lot of people who really don't care. So, yeah, we had we had a blast this year. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we're getting better and learning and growing and having
0: fun. Yeah, I noticed you had a few games that were kind of ugly and you had a few that were um, surprisingly good, I guess you could say yeah we were we
2: were up and down just like all year ones usually are, uh, at least for us. we're not good enough at i guess year ones yet, but there are times we looked like the worst team in the world, and there's times that we looked like we could beat anybody on our schedule, so and a lot of in between there
0: All righty. now we didn't bring coach on to talk about his first season so much. We're here because. I recall you have a lot of contacts around the state, and you might know a little more about all these teams still playing in the state semifinals this week than Rebecca and I do.
1: Yeah, apparently we're very bad at that.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure I'm going to be any better. (laughs) Before we get to that, though, we'll start with our Scores of the Week.
1: Scores of the Week!
0: And I limited it to just two this week. Of course, we have fewer scores okay. to pick from, right, Rebecca?
1: Sure. Yeah. We don't want to lower our standards.
0: And I wanted to keep to a theme again this week, and it was hard to find <laughs> okay. some themes here. The first score of the week was Avon 43, Toledo Central Catholic 42. All right. Avon won this game on a two-point conversion in overtime. They ran a reverse play. The quarterback handed off to the running back who handed off to the wide receiver. The coach said he put that play in the playbook at three in the afternoon that day.
1: Oh, gosh. Not a lot of practice on that one, huh?
0: No. He said that they already had the play, but it was meant as a midfield play to gain 10, 12 yards, whatever. It wasn't something they had considered for the two-point conversions coach just thought it might come down to one of those and he needed a new play for two-point conversions at three in the afternoon decided this one might work
1: looks like it did
0: in in this case it did you ever have a play like that coach where you it just suddenly strikes you that day maybe that you hadn't thought of a week maybe we should have been thinking of this one or i don't think i've ever done anything like that honestly (laughs) that that is
2: I, i wish i could i wish i had the courage to do that that
0: I wish I could. Our uh, second score of the week is one that reminds me of one from your past here at Minster Coach. Clinton Massey, 28, Archbishop McNicholas, 27. McNicholas scored a touchdown as time expired in regulation to get within a point. Decided they wanted to roll the dice on the two-point conversion. They ran a sweep with their dual-threat quarterback. Clinton Massey kind of smelled it out forced the quarterback to run backwards a little to get around a would-be tackler. When he finally turned the corner and dove for the pylon, Clinton Massey was able to stop him just inches short. Does that remind you of any game that you had here at Minster there, coach?
2: Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, I wonder if uh, McNicholas's uh, coaching staff said they actually won the game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm referring, of course, for locals here to the 2014 playoff game against uh, Mechanicsburg, that play sounded almost identical to the play Mechanicsburg ran, trying to win on a two-point conversion in overtime. So that's one game where the two-point decision worked out for the coach, one game where it did not. So Coach Stokes, what's that feel like if you're on the sideline? You've been on both ends when you were here at Minster. I remember you calling a two-point conversion. I remember you sitting on the sideline when the other team called for a two-point conversion to try to win the game. How does that feel when you know it's all coming down to just that one play? You know, we had
2: we had two wins this year where we had to hit the uh, two point play to send it to overtime. That just this year too, so it's fun, honestly. Like that, that people people get nervous, or I hear stories of people like uh, their hearts pounding. Like I I have a blast in those situations because you're you're really just competing. Like especially if you've like played hard or played well uh, to get to that point, and you're just one play man where like you have you have to execute
0: is a really cool situation for for competitors you said for your team this year you really had no choice in those games yeah when you do have a choice whether to go for the tie or the win is that something you've thought about in the week ahead of time is that a gut call at the moment is
2: uh usually a gut call i mean with some previous thought into it but usually a gut call like if 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 you can stop them, if you're playing well, if they're better than you, if you're better than they are, like if you're healthy, if you're tired, like there's a lot of iterations that go into that thought process, but yeah, but I mean, usually a gut call for us.
0: I always heard the general rule of thumb was if you're on the road, go for the win. If you're at home, go for the tie. Of course, in high school football, you got to, depending on that kicker, maybe is not quite so easy as when you're in college or in the pros.
2: Yeah. Game flow usually goes more into that
0: than home or away, but that's interesting. Okay, Rebecca, here's where we embarrass ourselves next.
1: Okay, I'm ready. Before we
0: start our picks for this week's 14 games, let's see how we did last week. Now,
1: As long as we beat the computer,
0: that's all I care about. Well, that's our saving grace. If you just look at how the nine games we looked at last week went, The higher-seeded team only won three out of the nine games for a 33% winning percentage.
1: Yeah, that's not terribly surprising later on in the playoffs.
0: No, it gets more likely that's going to happen as you get into the later rounds, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. What did kind of surprise me is good old calpreps.com only went four and five for 44%.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Heck, I even went four and five. So I did as good as calpreps.com. That's unusual.
1: It really is, but whew, they seem to have set a low bar this week.
0: <laughs> now we had on Toledo Christian coach, Andrew Skeels last week. He went five and four, so he's better than Cal preps. And well, you know, better than me doesn't surprise me one bit, but, uh, <laughs> but you can see the old eight man football coach keeping an eye on the 11 man football, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm just taking a peek further down the list here and seeing that I also have a five and four record. So I would not make that generalization about people who do better than CalPreps.
0: You claimed you were just gonna follow CalPreps. You must have disagreed on one. I day.
1: must I think I did. I definitely did, but sometimes CalPreps gave you like a a 1% or like a two point difference, and you're like, hmm, seems like it could be a fun place for an upset.
0: Actually, you must have done it twice, because I remember you picked against Marion Local.
1: <laughs> was that a mistake?
0: It turned out it was. It,
1: yeah, when, I'm not you did surprised. It,
0: when you did it, and Coach Skeels did the same thing, he also picked St. Henry. I, I got thinking, you know, that was probably a pretty good pick.
1: <laughs> you just figure someday, someday the trend won't hold. It was, it was not last week.
0: And finally, last week we added a new thing to watch for. I pulled up that Cal Preps had a thing about whether a team was trending upward or downward. If you went by the team that was trending better, you would have gone five, three, and one. That would have been more accurate than any other way.
1: How how did the one get decided?
0: Uh, both teams were trending slightly upward, or they were trending the same. So okay, so the pick. trending
1: was a tie, the game was not. The game I was not, yes. So you didn't loop that in with the trending was wrong, it was just different. Okay.
0: So I was going to get rid of that this week if it didn't work out, but since it was the most accurate, I guess we have to look at it again this week, huh?
1: <laughs> Yay, more words to say in between each prediction.
0: So this week I added even one more. Okay. And, you know, we have all these things for predicting how a game's going to go. What could be more accurate than going on the Internet and hearing what a bunch of random people say?
1: <laughs> okay. You you looked at Twitter for each of these games?
0: I went to a website called net, And no, we are not being compensated by yappy.net, by the way.
1: That sounds like an entirely uh, reliable news source.
0: It is a website of people talking about high school football it's where i get to hear all the good and bad things about coach stokes over at dublin coffin <laughs> to be honest there's a lot of noise there <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. things not worth following but if you know what to look for there's some people that know their stuff hidden amongst the uh rabble so,
1: so it's like we got a good handful of guest pickers without giving them any credit
0: yes this week, they took a poll up for every game. People could vote who they thought was going to win. We have the results of those polls as of Tuesday morning, so we can see what okay. the, the crowdsourcing thinks.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: So, are we all ready to go? I'm going to give you first crack, Coach. Once I can go through all the stats here, I'll give you the first crack at predicting, and then we'll tell you whether we agree or not. That makes life easier for Rebecca and I. <laughs> And we need life easier, don't we, Rebecca?
1: It helps. It helps from time to time.
0: So as usual, we'll start with the high divisions. Up in Division One, we've got one of those teams from up in Coach Stokes' area. First of all, the one seed from their region, Lakewood Saint Edward, who's twelve and one, is playing the one seed Upper Arlington, who's fourteen and zero. Nice undefeated season for Upper Arlington so far. Uh, Lakewood St. Edward has 7% more computer points and Cal Preps likes them to win 34 to 20 over Upper Arlington. Oof. So a two touchdown favorite. CalPreps Cal Preps also says Upper Arlington is trending sharply upward though and Lakewood St. Edward is slightly downward so maybe we ought to be thinking Upper Arlington, huh? And of course on the old yappy.net 60 people prefer Lakewood St. Edward, only 13, like Upper Arlington. So all that data there, I don't know if that affects you at all, Coach. Who are you picking?
2: I want Upper Arlington to win. Uh, they're very well coached, and their kids are super competitive. But Lakewood St. Edward, I'm assuming, I have not seen them on tape, uh, is the typical uh, private school power Based on some of their scores, and I'm going to pick Lakewood St. Edward, although I wouldn't be surprised if Upper Arlington upsets him.
1: I was just thinking all of this added data makes picking a lot harder, Dad. So <laughs> thanks for that. You're welcome. I I think I'm going to go with Lakewood as well. That 14-point that difference on Cal preps is not nothing at this point in the game.
0: That's true. I also have St. Ed's mine's more of a, just watching the uh, some of the scores from the St. Ed's St. Ignatius in general, the Northeast Ohio, compared to what I've seen from the Columbus area. I've been a little more impressed with the uh, Northeast this year. Once again, part of that is when you look up in the old Youngstown and Cleveland areas, you don't see many public schools that you've ever heard of and doing well in football. All of the players Seem to gravitate towards those few private schools up that way, and that can be hard to overcome. I tell you. So we got a sweep for St. Ed's. We'll see if that's right or not. The other Division One game, and this is kind of intriguing. We have 11 and three Archbishop Moeller was the number one seed in their region. They are playing the number two seed Springfield, who's 12 and one. They are playing in Sydney, actually, which is quite a bit north of both schools. That's about a two-hour really drive is. for Moeller and yeah, maybe an hour and a half for Moeller. 45 minutes maybe for Springfield. Apparently just not a lot of good stadiums that wanted to host a game Thanksgiving weekend along I-75.
1: That Yeah, the Thanksgiving thing really does it for you.
0: Yeah, I think that was the main part. Po- and Sydney is a beautiful place to watch a football game. I would think must be to play one, too. But if you ever wanted to see Archbishop Moeller and you're from up west central Ohio, now is your shot. It's as close as they're going to come, right?
1: I mean, they're used to playing in like Nippert on their off offseason, on their uh, out of town games. So Sydney's going to be a change.
0: Yes, it will be. So let's take a look here. It says Springfield actually has 2% more computer points. That seems close enough not to matter to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty negligible.
0: Cal preps like Springfield 26, 21. Uh, it also says both of these teams are trending slightly upward. So no favorite there. There is one common opponent. Molar beat eight and five, St. Ignatius 29, 28 in overtime back in week eight. That was one of our scores of the week, Rebecca..
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Springfield beat St. Ignatius 24 to 20, but that was in week one, which almost doesn't count anymore. especially this year with uh the one less scrimmage and everything else this year i don't know if you can really rate teams on what happened in week one you have an opinion on that garen
2: yeah especially the extra playoff game i mean you're talking a lot a long time ago yeah a lot of teams have grown and changed for sure throughout the year
0: and that leaves us with if you go to the crowdsourcing They favor Springfield. 46 people like Springfield, 34 like Moeller. So a fairly tight opinion on who might win this game, but it does favor Springfield. What do you got, Coach?
2: A side story on this one is Moeller's head coach was the tight end coach at the University of Tennessee that recruited both of the Wolf boys. Oh. Coach Elder does a great job. Springfield is loaded good, uh, awesome defensively. I think it's going to be a war of a football game. I'm going to go with Moeller, and I have no cr- clue or no reason why.
1: I was also going to go with Moeller for no justification, but I'm leaning Springfield now, also for no justification.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about Moeller other than our two owners of Bud's Pizza and Minster were players for the mighty men of Mo, And Springfield, I guess my only connection there is Coach Maurice Douglas was with was at Trotwood Madison when I was student teaching there. So I got to know him fairly well. We had lunch together a number of times. Yeah.
1: Had the same coach for that long.
0: Well, he moved from Trotwood to Springfield a couple a year or two ago. Right,
1: right, two right, ago. right, right, right,
0: yeah, right. It was on. a handful of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Springfield.
1: Bowing to public I almost stadium. want to change
0: my mind, but I'm gonna go with Springfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty close.
0: It's what I decided when I looked at this yesterday. So I'm going to stick with it, I guess. Okay. Moving down to Division Two, we have 12 and two Avon, who was the number two seed in their region, against 10 and three Archbishop Hoban, who was the three seed in their region. And I'm trying to remember, I think Hoban's won state like a whole bunch of years in a row now in Division Two.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs>
0: Avon actually has 8% more computer points. And I was very surprised to see that Calpreps prefers Avon 31 to 28.
1: Well, they, they do have an extra game in their pocket. So that can account for some of that.
0: That's true. Both teams are trending sharply upwards. So Cal Preps loves the direction both teams are going over on the internet. 32 people prefer Hoban, 13 prefer Avon. So they go the other way. And I will throw one last stat and I found just at the last minute, Hoban has knocked Avon out of the playoffs three of the last four years. Wow. So you can either say there's a trend there or you can say Avon's going to be really out for some blood.
1: I think both can be true.
0: It's one of them when the game's over and you know who won, then you say which one that matches the yeah, score. Yeah,
1: yeah. You've got a great <laughs> line ready to put in the article.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> I think the life of a sports reporter is much easier than the life of a coach there, Garen.
1: Oh, 100%. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to start this one out. I'm just sticking with Hoban. I think I think there's a reason they beat them every year, and I think it may just be continuing this year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree on that one.
0: I can't go against
2: Hoban either. Uh, they've, they've proven that they know how to win a lot.
1: Yeah, I, think, I picked against the perennial champions last week. I'm not going to do it again this week.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that might be like our Marion local game later on. It's like you better have a good reason to pick against them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And we have in di- the other division two game, we have two seven seeds make it through. From down south, we have Winton Woods out of Cincinnati. They're 11 and three. And they are playing Uniontown Green, who is also 11 and three and upset uh, Massillon last week. Winton Woods, slight favorite with 11% more computer points. Cal Preps likes them by nine points, 26 to 17. Both teams are trending sharply upward. Not surprising, I guess, if they're a seven seed and they're still alive. No common opponents of any type. The people on the internet are big Winton Woods fans. 53 pick Winton Woods, 14 pick Uniontown Green. And I've heard Winton Woods has quite the rushing attack, is what I've been told, at least. Haven't seen it yet. Any ideas, yep. coach?
2: I saw Maslin Washington a couple weeks ago live, and they were extremely impressive. And Green upset them, correct? Correct. Man.
0: So, you're saying how can a team that upset Massillon not go all the way? Huh?
2: Yeah, but Winton Woods is
0: hammering people. So, I, I'm going to go Winton Woods. I also have Winton Woods. What about you, Rebecca?
1: I was going to say the same thing. They're next door neighbors to me. They've got a lovely park system. Say, <laughs> <So> why not?
0: <laughs> when all else fails, go with the lovely park system, right, Rebecca? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. That's Alrighty. the logic, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Moving to Division three, <laughs> We have a battle of undefeated teams here, both 14-0. Chardon was the number one seed in their region. They are playing the number two seed, Millersburg-West Holmes. Chardon has 25% more computer points. Calpreps likes them to double up and beat West Holmes 35-17. to Calpreps also says both teams are trending neutral. Yappy people, should we call them yappy people?
1: Internet the yappers, ho-
0: internet hosers. I don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> survey says
0: the survey says 49 people like Chardon, 10 like Millersburg West Holmes. I'm sticking with the internet people in this case. I've got Chardon myself. No volunteers. I don't know, <laughs> I don't
2: know who Cal Preps is or what that is, but I'm gonna <laughs> trust them on that one. I know nothing about these two teams, so I'm going to go with Chardon
0: with you, Bruce.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no reason to pick against all of the facts and the people.
0: Now, Gico, I seem to remember riding in a van with you after some playoff game, and you were looking for scores of some team, and it seemed like you knew everybody.
2: Surely yeah, you I don't know, know like someone on the Chardon staff or something, right? Or, I, I, these two teams I have no connection with whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Do
1: you want to give our, our friend, the coach, a quick rundown on what CalPreps is so he can decide if it's a reliable source?
0: Yeah, we might as well. You ever seen – you remember it's been gone for a couple of years. I think it's coming back next year, the uh, Fantastic 50 website yeah, Drew Pasteur does. Yeah, CalPreps is about the same thing except they do the whole country. Oh, wow. And has for about 10 years. And they are spooky accurate in what their scores – come out sometimes as but as we saw last week not so much right so you never Yeah, they're a
1: bit better in regular season but
0: it seems that way yes
1: playoffs are unpredictable
0: (laughs) thank goodness huh
1: (laughs) it'd be boring if they weren't
0: As i always say you can have all the stats and everything else you want but in the end if you try to predict what a 17 year old boy is going to do you're probably in trouble
2: (laughs) or if you try to make a
0: career out of helping 17 year old boys play well funny i think <laughs> I yeah, heard who would somebody, ever do that i think i heard somebody's father say that that was a bad idea once <laughs> funny i think that was yours coach <laughs> <laughs> all right the other division three game hamilton baden is 13 and 0 and they were the top seed in their region they're playing another top seed granville who's also 13 and 0 so again two undefeated teams a couple of squads used to winning this year Baden has 6% more computer points. Cal Preps likes Baden to win 27-21. also says Baden is trending sharply upward, while Granville is only slightly upward. That's really embarrassing for Granville there, huh? (laughs) And as is the, the case in almost all of these games here, once we get out of regional play, no common opponents for these teams. Right. And our folks on Yopi, 27 of them like Hamilton-Baden, 23 of them like Granville. This might be one of our better games. (laughs) That's not
1: helpful.
0: Coach, you're going to love my reasoning for this one when I give it.
1: (laughs) Should I start? I have a solid reason here.
0: Go for it, Rebecca.
1: I'm picking Baden because I recognize the name, which indicates it's someone we've followed before. Not that they're better, just that they're local.
0: Stephen T. Baden High School from Hamilton, Ohio, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's the uh, incumbents power. That's not the word. Just familiarity is making me pick them.
0: Gotcha. Now, I know nothing about Granville. Any idea on Granville there, Coach? Yeah,
2: actually, Coach Buttermore that uh, Upper Arlington was there two years ago. And then the previous coach from Allen East is the head coach there now, a really good guy. Uh, does a really good job.
0: All righty. Is that enough to make you pick them?
2: I have no idea about either of these two teams. I'm looking <laughs> at the scores and I'm going to go with Baden just based off of scores and, uh,
0: the mathematical website you told me about. All righty. And I'm going to go with Baden too. And you'll like this coach. It's because according to the folks on the internet, Baden has a better kicker. And I know that's something you always consider when picking your games, right? I hate kickers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: no, not as people, just as just no, as a profession. Yeah, not, definitely not <laughs> as people. <Yeah. laughs> the profession, for sure. <laughs>
1: All right, then.
0: Maybe we should just say he hates kicking. How about that? <laughs> there you go. There you why go. is That's that in foo- Why better. is that in football anyway? Right. <laughs> Correct.
1: Well, I mean, you've got to touch the ball with your feet at some point. Otherwise, why is it still got that name?
0: Why is it called football?
1: Exactly. (laughs) All
0: right. We're starting to get to teams we know a little more about here, Rebecca. We're getting to smaller schools.
1: Excellent. I still won't have valuable insight, but at least I'll know their names better.
0: (laughs) Okay. In division four, we'll start with the number three seed from their region, 10 and three. Youngstown Ursuline, one of those perennial powers from up Northeast. They are playing 13 and 1 Port Clinton, who is the fourth seed in their region. Computer points wise, Youngstown Ursuline has 1% more. CalPreps likes Ursuline to win 40 to 31, so it's not expecting a lot of defense in that game. It also says Port Clinton is trending sharply upward. Ursuline is only slightly upward. I received a note from my wife here telling me what she's doing. Very <laughs> exciting. All right.
1: That That's good.
0: <laughs> Apparently there's a grocery store run in our future. Anyway,
1: I would assume so. It's like two days before Thanksgiving. She needs to make <laughs> like 10 dishes.
0: Yes. I believe we're having a gathering with 12 people and 18 pies.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've got to make one of mine tonight yet. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I'm more excited for the pies or the fact that everyone else will be looking at the pies and I'll get all the turkey. There you go. So I guess we need your input on that there, Coach. Are you a, are you the turkey guy or are you the pie guy when it comes to Thanksgiving?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Thanksgiving, I'm a eat everything guy. Yeah, that's, we, go, we go pretty hard on Thanksgiving Day.
1: I usually prefer sticking to the carbs and sugars, so potatoes, rolls, pies.
0: Well, what Dad else and I is, make a good duo. What else is there at Thanksgiving? Vegetables. Other than, oh, meat. vegetables. Ugh.
1: I'm not a big meat person. I'll leave that for you.
0: One plate for for the potatoes and gravy, another one for the uh, pies and brownies, right?
1: There you go. We should probably finish reading off the stats for uh, Youngstown and Port Clinton.
0: You think we should? What were we up to? Oh, I think we're down to those internet people. The internet people, they've seen Ursuline win many times through the years. So 45 Mm -hmm. of them are picking Ursuline. Three are picking Port Clinton. No respect Uh... for Port Clinton whatsoever.
1: Even though they're trending sharply upward?
0: Even though Don't they're they know? trending sharply upward. upward. <laughs> now, I will tell you, I am picking Ursuline. From what I can tell, they have a fantastic offense. And the defense is just kind of there to um, try to make an interception once in a while to give the ball back to the offense. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like the old Loyola Maramont basketball team of football. Defense is just there to get out of the way so you can get the ball back. <laughs> I have a feeling that's an oversimplification, but that was what I got from reading the message boards here yesterday. So
2: I've got a buddy who coached against them and said their offense is insanely good. So I'm going to go with
0: Youngstown, Ursula, as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to follow the survey results, trust Hard. in the the common knowledge of the people.
0: Hard to go against an insanely good offense, huh? It really is. The other game in Division 4, we have the top seed in their region, undefeated 14-0 Bloom Carroll, facing 12-1 Clinton Massey, who is only the four seed in their region. Bloom Carroll has 5% more computer points, but Cal Preps likes Clinton Massey to win 28-27. So Cal Preps expects Bloom Carroll to fail on the two-point conversion, I guess. Yeah,
1: do you know, say take into account two point conversion records and like kicking ability into their score prediction
0: i'm pretty sure their thing says clinton massey is just a wee little bit better and so they take one extra point away from the other team to make it look that way at least that's the way i interpret. i see a lot of predictions that say 21 20 28 27 that sort of thing on tight games
1: yeah
0: yeah that's beyond me i don't know how the inside of a computer works (laughs)
1: <laughs> nobody does
0: and considering cal preps is, is predicting every game across the state whatever it is is hardwired in no one's thinking about that so
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: what else do we have there um I how think are they I, trending i may have mentioned i may not have mentioned both teams are trending sharply upward and the folks on yapi.net, 30 of them like clinton massey only 10 of them like bloom carroll the actual biggest topic of discussion on this game was they were arguing about whether there's a hyphen in the name Bloom Carroll or not. <laughs> you would think that'd be fairly easy to figure out. You wouldn't need a couple <laughs> of pages so. of internet discussion to figure this out.
1: It must not be consistent in their publications. <laughs> they need a better PR rep. So with all that heavy
0: controversy going on, after wading through it all, I personally decided to go with Clinton Massey. We know they have a hyphen in the middle. <laughs> they're not confused. they're ready to go.
2: i'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm, I'm torn on this one. I like I, I like both of these coaches. They couldn't be further farther apart as far as opposites go, and uh, personality and type, but I, I respect both of them a ton. Oh, gosh. Clinton Massey is a tough physical run team, and Bloom Carroll uh, hadn't given up a hundred yards of rushing on the year until like week 12 or 13, so uh,
0: in a game. So, gosh, I'm going to go Clinton Massey. I think now, I'm
1: going to go Bloom Carroll. you like being
0: – Coach is making me reconsider here. Being yeah. a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I love a good defense over a good offense. But now I'm sticking both, with – Both of them
2: are really well coached, really well, just like all these teams are. but
0: Not too many poorly coached teams make it to the state semifinals. Correct. Maybe occasionally, but not too often.
1: We don't tend to talk about it when they do.
0: We
2: were there three times and we weren't all that well coached.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But you did give an excellent halftime talk to the sideline reporter. So
1: (laughs) That's all that matters.
0: For sure. (laughs) And I imagine you have no idea what you said to them. You were just trying to get them out of the way to get to the locker room. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Okay. Division five. This first game, we have undefeated Kirtland, who, as I said, is now up to something like 54 consecutive wins over the last several years. They are playing Ottawa Glandorf, who's 11-3, and the five seed in their region. They were only the number four team in the WBL, this team. This is a team that's hitting its stride at the right time. I think I've picked against them three or four times this postseason. And they bite me every time. Kirtland actually has 43% more computer points, which is one of the highest levels we have on the list here. Cal Prep's only likes Kirtland by nine points, 26 to 17. It also says both teams are trending sharply upward. You know, that trending thing isn't doing much for us this week, Rebecca. They're, it's agreeing on all of them. <laughs> the internet loves Kirtland. They love a team that's always been good. 69-pick Kirtland, 11-pick Ottawa Glandorf. We'll start with you this time, Coach. Can't
2: bet against the Kirtland Hornets and Coach Laverde. I'm going to go with the power of
0: Kirtland.
1: Yep. Got to stick on that trend. I don't think OG's got it in him.
0: Got to love a coach named Tiger anyway, right? You really do. So I'm going to fudge on this one. I'm going to say Kirtland, but then I'll say closer than people think. How's that? For oh, okay. giving a little respect to OG there, and the other game in Division Five, I think from before the season started, at least people around here were saying, "Wouldn't it be fun if there was a Kirtland Versailles State Championship game in this division?" Ooh. Well, we have the opportunity here. We have ten and two Canal Winchester Harvest Prep, who was the two seed in their region, playing Versailles. Thirteen and one, and they were the five seed in their region. Harvest Prep actually has nineteen percent more computer points. Cal Prep's likes for Sales to win twenty-six to seventeen, which, if you remember, was the exact same score Cal Prep's just predicted Kirtland to win by. Let's see. Cal preps says Versailles is trending slightly upward. Says Harvest Prep is neutral. Ooh, slight <laughs> advantage to Versailles there. We haven't had many neutrals, have we? We
1: haven't. That's a big criticism as anything on here.
0: Let's see. Harvest Prep has never faced an MAC team in the playoffs. And Versailles is 48-10 and against non-MAC teams in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. What what does your internet say before I make my already made decision?
0: (laughs) 30 of them say Versailles. A whopping five go with Harvest Prep.
1: Yeah. We're going for sales too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was already writing it down for you, Rebecca. For Thank saying. you. I said I was impressed with for sales in week 10. I'm not I'm not jumping off that bandwagon. I'm I'm still debating whether to pick them to beat Kirtland next week. So <laughs> boy, that would be a heck of a game if it happens. But I got for sales this week.
2: My buddies in Minster said uh for is legit and they're humongous.
0: I thought so. So I'm going with Versailles too. You know, it's kind of interesting. Minster rolls into their week 10 game against Versailles with a one and eight record, but really it was 0 and 8 computer points wise. Their one win didn't count. Odds are, I have never run the final numbers, but odds were if they could upset Versailles, they would have snuck in with the one and eight mark into the playoffs. <laughs> but that game was over early in the first quarter. <laughs> it yeah. did not take long at all for, for sales to establish their dominance in that game. Oh, by the way, and always coach, I'm, we haven't said anything yet, but this does all get edited. So if there's anything you don't like, let me know. It'll come out. <laughs> you accidentally say something and you go, oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm a, I'm a no edit guy. I kind of thought so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no that guy. is not,
0: I still edited a few of your things back through the years on the, <laughs> I I always learned that whatever the first sentence you said was just for my reference and not for quoting in the paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a forbidden knowledge.
0: Yeah, it was good to know. I didn't want to stop you from saying it, but no, we're not using that first sentence. That's
1: <laughs> Pro- Usually, probably wouldn't have made the parents any happier.
0: No. And it was probably the most truthful sentence he would say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I still don't understand why we can't say stuff like that. <laughs> You can. It just didn't seem necessary. I don't. I didn't need to get the coaches in trouble. You know? <laughs> anyway, down the division six, we'll start with thirteen and one. Carry is the three seed in their region. They are playing thirteen and one. New Middletown Springfield, who's also the three seed in their region. I believe this New Middletown Springfield team has been to the state title game the last couple of years. Coldwater took them out last year. Carry actually has 8% more computer points and Cal Preps likes Carey 28 to 21 mm. and says both teams are trending sharply upward. Now the people on yappie.net, 41 like New Middletown Springfield, 15 like Carey. They all say Springfield has unbelievable speed and a quarterback who's just out of this world who's going to run circles around Carey. Personally, I'm picking Carry. Supposedly they got the big size. I'm looking for them to beat them down. Got to survive the early rush and then wear them down. That's my, that's my theory on the game.
2: I'm going to go new Middletown Springfield just out of their tradition. I I, I have no idea about either one of these teams, uh, but just tradition.
1: Yeah. I'm also going to go new Middletown. I think we had another Springfield team earlier. I think the whole area is
0: it's a different Springfield, by the way.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. One town's not going to have two different division high schools. I don't know. I All think right. They're they're thirsting for it.
0: Well, if they get through, there's a chance we chance we could have a state title game rematch here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the other game, we have 13 and one West Jefferson, who's the number three seed in their region, up against 12 and 2 Coldwater, who's the number four seed from theirs. Oh boy. West Jefferson actually rolled up 44% more computer points on the year. CalPreps preps doesn't care. It says cold water by nine points, 28 to 19. CalPreps preps also says West Jefferson is trending sharply upward, which if you've been following the podcast, you know, I've picked against them once or twice and paid for it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: picked for him once or twice and it worked out well. Cold is only trending slightly upward. Just slightly. Now we get to the fun stuff here. Both teams played Mechanicsburg this year. Coldwater beat 12-1 Mechanicsburg 42-6 last week. West Jefferson lost to Mechanicsburg 13-30 to in week 10. So you remember my, one of my favorite mathematical theories here, Rebecca? The transitive <laughs> property of high school football.
1: Yeah, the one but, that shouldn't be relied upon. But yeah, okay. Never
0: rely upon it. But it says Coldwater should win by 53 points. (laughs) West Jefferson is also one in six historically against MAC teams in the playoffs. Coldwater has beaten them four times, 2010, 2011, 2013, and 2020. And it was by an average score of 37 to 9. And of course, the standard Coldwater has gone 75 and 16 against non-MAC teams in the playoffs. And we still just marvel at anybody wins 75 playoff games. That's just yeah. unreal. The folks on the internet, they're on the Coldwater bandwagon. 50 course, like like yeah. Coldwater, seven diehards are pulling for West Jeff.
1: This is one of those situations where I really want West Jeff to win, but it's Coldwater. That's just, it's hard to beat them. It's real hard to beat them.
0: My theory is if you haven't gotten rid of cold water by now, it's getting tough by the, mm-hmm. when it gets this deep in the playoffs. I'm sticking with Coach Otten yet. I'm going to go watch West Jefferson practice tomorrow morning. Really? So do you <laughs> have to uh, do like curb street and not make a prediction on the game?
1: We can release the podcast. Well, oh, the podcast
0: that. doesn't get released until tomorrow afternoon. So. Oh,
2: perfect. I'm going tomorrow morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I saw I saw the Coldwater mechanics per game live and Coldwater. Just once again, has athletes everywhere that are bigger and faster than everybody else. So I'm gonna go with Coldwater here.
0: All
1: right. Do we know who their two losses were against? Was it like a a Marion local and a um, who else would it be?
0: That's your job, Rebecca.
1: I you have the records right in front of you. <laughs>
0: I'm thinking Versailles. Let me make a quick look here.
2: It was St. Henry and Marion Local. Oh, you're
1: yeah.
0: right. It was St. Henry. I remember yep. late in the season, too, if I remember right. Yeah. So, yeah, Coldwater and Versailles got – I don't think they played Versailles this year. They got out of that game, so.
1: Quality losses as the uh, professional and college football players like to talk
0: about. Yeah, sometimes that's more important than a win, right? If you can lose enough good games, you could be ranked above an undefeated Cincinnati team, right? <laughs> <laughs> not that we have any bitterness here, Coach. Oh, of course not. No resentment. I can't, I can't sense any. <laughs> By the way, oh. some slight news on that front today, Rebecca. Oh, boy. Whoever, okay. some high school dude, whoever the number one target for Cincinnati for recruiting this year just came to campus this week. And his dad backs Luke Ficklin to the corner, says, will you be here for my boy if he comes here? And Luke said, he's not going anywhere.
1: Well, he's not going to say otherwise.
0: <laughs> I know. I said, I've only heard that from every college coach ever. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> sure. Sure, right. <laughs> I don't think
2: he leaves, Bruce. I tend to agree with you. I think he's, a, he's the perfect
0: fit there. The only ones that worry me is if it's like the Chicago Bears come calling for Ryan Day and Ohio State opens up, or if USC comes for uh Coach Kelly at Notre Dame and he decided he's tired of living in South Bend, which I would think anyone would be tired of living in South Bend, to be honest. Uh, I mean, he's been there a
1: while. He's acclimated.
0: He has been there a while, that's for sure. So
1: we shall see.
0: And oh, I've got you trained to say it now, Rebecca, huh?
1: It's like I grew up in the same house as you were in for most <laughs> of my life.
0: Finally, we're on the Division Seven. And here we have, we'll just say, three traditional powers and one slight upstart here, we'll call it. <laughs> the first game, the top seed in their region, 13 and one, Newark Catholic is playing 10 and two, Warren John F. Kennedy, who was third seed in their region. Newark Catholic has 12% more computer points, but Cal Preps prefers JFK 31 to 24. So prefers them by a touchdown. Uh, Warren JFK is trending sharply upward, where Newark Catholic is only neutral. And these two teams played in the playoffs last year with Warren JFK winning 21 to 14. Now, when we get to the... uh, The poll on Yapi.net. this was the closest game of the week. 18 people prefer Warren JFK, 16 prefer Newark Catholic.
1: But again, JFK is trending sharply upwards.
0: Sharply upwards.
1: (laughs) I'll follow the trend there. I'll pick Warren.
0: It mattered last week, right?
1: It mattered last week. I don't
0: know if you know much about Newark Catholic there, Coach. I know you have memories of Warren JFK.
2: I don't know anything about either one of these two right now, but I know JFK pummeled us physically in
0: 2016.
2: Yes, So I'm going to go with
0: JFK here. And I also have JFK. I think they sound like they're going to win by about a touchdown to me. (laughs) They've
1: done it before. They can do it again.
0: Exactly. Moving on to our final game here. Marion Local undefeated. 14-0, 14 and 0, top seed in their region, up against the top seed from Region 26, Bascom Hopewell Loudon, who is 13 and 1. Marion Local has 15 percent more computer points. Cal Preps thinks this will be Marion Local's toughest playoff game, has them only favored 28 to 17. Hopewell Loudon is currently trending slightly upward. Marion Local is actually trending slightly downward. Hmm. Cal preps thinks they're not doing as impressively in the playoffs in the playoffs as they did through the MAC season. Apparently, of course, they kind of destroyed the MAC. So, you know,
1: <laughs> it's hard to maintain the same level when you've got harder competitors. Yeah.
0: Let's see. We have one common opponent here. Marion local beat 11 and two Macomb 10 to nothing but way back in week two. Hopewell Loudon just beat Macomb. 28 to 20 in week 13 so back to our transitive property of high school football marion local by two points it says
1: <laughs> i don't know what the outcome of the game will be for sure but it definitely won't be by two points
0: <laughs> <laughs> looking at a little history here hope will has only ever played one mac team in the playoffs they lost to Delta st john's back in 2008 by 20 points And of course, Marion Local has that gaudy 72 and six record against non MAC teams in the playoffs. Sheesh. And looking at our internet users here, 53 of them like Marion Local, eight of them like Hopewell Loudon.
1: Yeah. This is another game where if you want me to pick against the MAC team, you got to throw me a lot of good stats and I'm not seeing them.
0: (laughs) The only one I've got is I earlier mentioned how much I like that carry team to upset. New Middletown, Springfield, and Hopewell Loudon beat Carey earlier this year. I'm still picking Marion Local. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the fighting Tim Goodwins, the goat. <laughs> <laughs> the goat, the goat, the goat of what all time? Go to as the match? as long as he doesn't
2: give up something insane on a special teams play. He's been perfectly fine, and I hope somehow this gets back to him. Uh,
1: He does listen from time to time.
2: That's awesome. At least he did a couple years ago. That's true. I don't know if
1: he's kept up with it.
2: He's the GOAT. How can you bet against him?
0: I didn't, so I can't argue with you.
1: (laughs) Eight people online did, and they're going to be hearing from him.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or they're just like those NFL announcers on the morning before. A couple of boys have to pick the obvious underdog because no one remembers if the favorite wins.
1: That's but if true. there's an
0: upset, they can jump up and down and say, I picked it. Right. And you weren't as even looking. As... You didn't see my hands up in the air celebrating the I picked it there. You like that?
1: No, I I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's only remarkable as long as no one pulls out your your picking history against it.
0: All right. So that's all we got. Do you have anything extra special you'd like to add here, Rebecca?
1: No, I don't think we have too much drama or commentary from the fan base, except for pointed comments from one of our co-hosts and family members about what we should and should not leave on the air.
0: Yeah, apparently the only comment we received on last week's episode was that my editing should be much better. Yeah. I disagree heartily. I thought it was edited perfectly. So (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, But if anyone else has comments not about our editing because dad's apparently not going to listen to them. Uh, you can send them in to bdmonin at nktelco.net or send us a message on Twitter at Bruce Monin. And
0: in case you have any interest, if you go to my website, just search Bruce Monin's computer rankings. I am still updating computer points every week because as a retired guy, I have nothing better to do. <laughs> you can see how the playoffs affect computer points. And those are the ones we used here for all these mentioned, not the end of season. We include all the playoff games here. So if you find that sort of thing interesting, it's out there on the internet. Isn't everything.
1: Isn't everything. Except not our forbidden first episodes because he uh, stopped hosting them.
0: Our forbidden first episodes were rather poor to be quite honest. They were
1: not good quality, no. <laughs>
0: the host whining about his the unfairness of life dealing him a heart condition was you know rather tedious.
1: Everyone loves hearing about medical issues.
0: Oh, yeah. They all love to hear people complain about medical issues. <laughs> so, those are gone. I, I have them hidden on the computer here. You'd have to come to the house to hear them. Don't know why you would want to.
1: Put them in a time capsule for 50 years in the future.
0: We'd like to thank you a lot for coming, Garen. It's always good to talk to you.
2: You know how much I love and appreciate you, Bruce. You guys are awesome. hope the Monin
0: family has a great Thanksgiving, man. I think we always have, haven't we, Rebecca?
1: It's been pretty good so far.
0: Yep. So the odds are good in our favor. We're trending sharply upward on Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I I have a feeling it's more of a neutral line, but we're not going down. That's true. (laughs) Hope you have a good holiday as well.
0: Thank you. So please tune in next week. Here on Bruce Monin's Computer Point, as we prepare for the Cincinnati Bearcats to go to the AAC Championship game and head for the playoffs, the fighting Luke Fickles will be kicking some butt, right?
1: (laughs) Again, turning our high school football podcast into Cincinnati only. Please and thank you.
0: So long, everybody.